This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. No voicemails today, but we do have some emails. Um, if you are wondering why I am doing this, it's because it's ladies' night. So ladies we're going to open up ladies' night with a question from Mike in Seattle. What is the most memorable horror death for you? Tina's death in A Nightmare in Elm Street lives rent-free in my mind. By the way, I love you guys. Thank you, Aww. Mike. Um, that was an email. And Zena, you're going to start. Okay, cool. Okay, well, thank you so much, Mike, for that awesome question. All right, so I actually broke mine down into different, like, little sections because I wanted to spice it up. Um, Okay. So the first one is shocking. I'm going to go with Charlie's death, hereditary, also spoilers. Mm. Spoilers! (laughs) (laughs) Whoopsie. (laughs) Sorry, yeah, okay. Somebody's probably like, what? I don't know what that sound was, but yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) But yeah, but you know, when it comes to Ari Aster, Aster and his movies, he's always, like, shocking us all the time so that's what came to mind and then for something more hilarious i'm gonna go with john's favorite in his honor since he's missing in action and that is mike falling in the wood chipper on uh talking dale vs evil college kids be offing themselves all over their property i love it (laughs) yeah and it, it came in close to trolls uh too. They're eating her, you know. So, oh my yeah. gosh, so many qualifiers in that one. The right? popcorn gets me. The popcorn. Oh my god! And then another one. So, um, something that I felt like was creative. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. with uh, Cantus, her death in Final Destination Five, the gymnast. 
Oh, like, yes, so suspenseful. That was a good one. That was a real good one. And then just the last one, one that lives rent free in my mind, the opening of Ghost Ship. It's a classic. (gasps) Zena, that is literally on my list. (laughs) Okay, all right. Now you have to share yours, please. So I, I kept it light because I feel like when it comes to horror movies, you know, with the kills, we could probably be here for ever yeah so i tried to spread it around ghost ship was on there because it's just so many at once and it's really kind of the best part my favorite part of that movie just one fell swoop gory love it um and then uh i went with a more recent one and that is from hunter hunter which i believe should still be on uh hulu and i won't spoil it because it's a very important one Mm -hmm. um because the whole movie is this really slow burn survival thriller in the woods and there's definitely a really not nice person involved Mm -hmm. and where it ends is the type of death that you don't want to go in on an empty stomach or on a full stomach maybe go in on an empty stomach it's really gnarly and it's it's such a good way to close out that movie yeah um so it's a one of the best deaths that i'm not going to talk about because spoilers um and then you know one of my all-time favorites is the one from the blob remake uh with the first act of the you think that the football you know the the football player is going to be the hero and then you know he gets a really gross demise at the end of the first act, um, so not only was the shock value of that kill great, but the the practical effects of that and just learning, like, the, this thing digests people alive. And that's a pretty painfully brutal way to go. So, yeah, those are kind of the three that I went with. Nice. So, yeah. And then uh, we got another email from Amanda. Hi, Dark Trio. My name is Amanda. I'm a lifelong horror fan. I'd love to know what movies scared you as a kid, but now you look back in life. Look back and laugh. I love knowing what movies scare people. For me, Poltergeist 2 gave me endless sleepless nights. Keep spoopy. Um, <laughs> so what What? What? did any movies terrify you, Zena, as a kid? Yeah, of course. You know, but I, okay. I, guess I, I wanted to keep this one short since I went so long lengthy with the other one. But um, this is another one I feel that could go on longer. But I'm going to say two. First one is Arachnophobia. That one scares the life out of me. Still to this day, I do not like spiders, anything creepy. I just, I can't do it, you know? Just burn the house. Just take it. Um, And then (laughs) another one is actually a Disney movie. Um, Don't Look Under the Bed from 1999. I I loved it. I loved it and I would keep watching it, but it used to really, really scare the crap out of me. Okay? So, but yeah. But what's yours? Uh, So I have two. Um, the, both of them, I feel like I have similar experiences and that I distinctly remember being a kid in broad daylight. These mm-hmm. movies were on TV and I was terrified hiding behind the couch. Like the couch was going to be the buffer to save me from Aww. whatever's going to crawl. But it was Evil Dead 2, the part where his girlfriend crawls out from the grave and oh she's like, God. it's like stop motion animated, like yes. a Barbie doll looking thing. And there was something about that as a kid that was just kind of uncanny valley like that just mm-hmm. freaked me out. Now it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit humorous and it's not scary. But when I was, 
I was a child, that was a lot. Um, and then the other one, which is kind of similar, uh, the Zuni doll from Trilogy of Terror. Oh my God, now, yes. Now, I have not seen it in a very long time, but I have to imagine that while that Zuni doll in Trilogy of Terror is probably still scary, like it's still a made-for-TV movie, so I'm not yeah. sure it would affect me near as bad. That is so yeah. awesome. Those, that's that one movie. I did not watch as a kid. I watched it as an adult. Oh, really? I think, and I thought that that doll was creepy. It yeah, was it's like, and, woof. Yeah, but I don't. I feel like I would be. I would not be as terrified now to watch it. Like I think the doll is still good, but you know, yeah, seventies movie made for TV. Probably aged. Uh, probably shows its age a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with that, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things in the horror world and probably a lot more. It's more than just disgusting things. Yeah. Um, and to help us digest the disgusting, you know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and the her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And I'm Megan. And John's not here because he is uh, probably on his living it up. Yeah, or heading home from living it up at Midsummer Scream this weekend. So maybe if you were there, you said hi. And if not, I'm sure he would tell us all about it next week. Um, So yeah, if you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope that your week has been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do our quick around the table for movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the two of us, because it's ladies' (laughs) night. smile right now ladies night Uh, i was gonna sing but i'm like we probably don't have royalty we don't have we don't have uh, permission so never mind just make it up but yeah so maybe these things will make you smile too so xena what's filling your heart this week yay okay i'm it's either was gonna be me or you it was me or you people are gonna get sick of hearing me so you go Well, you know what? I uh, just finished uh, reading the psychological horror thriller, The Exorcist House by Nick Roberts. It came out last year. Did you read it? I did not. I'm excited, though. Okay. Okay. So this one follows a family, um, follows a family to the Appalachian, I always struggle with that word, uh, farmhouse where they encounter unimaginable horror. So, um, yeah, so it takes place in, in the 90s, like the summer of 1994. There's a man named Daniel. He is a psychologist and he just bought like this beautiful farmhouse. Um, it's up in like West Virginia, up in the hills, very nature-like, beautiful land. He's married. His wife' name is Nora, and then they also have a teenage daughter named Alice, and the wife is expecting. And so, yeah, they moved um, from Ohio. They were living in a city, and they're moving out to the country. You know, they want, like, a fresh love, and they also want to flip the house and resell it and make a lot of money. Okay, so... (laughs) Yeah. um, But soon, you know, the family, you know, uh, after their, you know, I don't want to say they're intoxicated with the nature. It's just beautiful out there. The way it's written, you can just pretty much see it. Mm. The family absolutely loves the farmhouse. They're bonding. They're fixing it up. And uh, then they discover in the basement, there is a hidden room that has crucifixes hanging from the wall. And there's a well that leads down somewhere. We don't know where. Clearly, it leads to hell. How very Amityville. Yes, very Amityville. Oh, my gosh. And then on top of that, uh, there's like a local legend that the person who lived there before, he used to perform Mm -hmm. exorcisms. So there's that. And they find out like the day that they literally move in. Oh, no. This is like a familiar setup, um, you know, with the family that moves into a haunted house. But this has so much more 
than I ever wanted. Like it just made my little horror heart flutter so much. I want to read everything that Nick Roberts writes. This is my first uh, book that I read of his. There are genuine like parts that scared the crap out of me, especially there's this one scene that takes place in the basement and it was just unexpected, you know, and I was reading it in the dark. So I had to put the light on. I got a little freaked out, but yeah. Um, I'll even say like, this is probably one of the scariest books that I've read this year. So, but yeah, I I love the slow buildup. And then when things gets, it's weird because something happens in the beginning, but then there's like a Mm -hmm. slow buildup, but it's so worth it because even though it's slow, there's still suspense. I found that I could not put this book down. You know, I absolutely loved it so much. So yeah, if you love things like possession, exorcism, um, haunted house, you know, the whole, you've seen the trope before, family, but new beginnings, family secrets, you know, Um, I think that you'll enjoy this. There's like, uh, again, uh, there's a little bit of... Well, yeah, they go deep into the exorcism. There's like an occult mm-hmm. type of thing going on. And, you know, just, I don't know, who who can deny stories about demonic possession? I can't. Okay. So if you're a fan of that and you like 90s, like horror type of stuff, I feel like this would be a perfect read for you. I am yeah. definitely buying that immediately after we are done here recording. But yeah. And we have to talk about good. it. Like I loved it. Like I'll tell you off air the reason why I read it and stuff like that. But yeah. And <laughs> Bookwise, I am so late to the party. So I checked out They Clone Tyrone from 2023. It just came out this year on Netflix like two weeks ago. And yeah, okay, I'm kind of cheating, but it's still like a black exploitation. There's sci-fi, there's thriller, there's mystery, there's comedy. There you and, go. Genre bender. It counts. Yeah, okay, there's there's some dead bodies in there somewhere. It's not a thriller. So <laughs> you gotta look for them, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So um in an eerie series of events uh leads to an unlikely trio down a rabbit hole in into a sinister neighborhood conspiracy oh my goodness i really really enjoyed this movie again it's a wild blend of like black exploitation sci-fi thriller mystery comedy and it touches on like modern cultural issues and the leads john boyega jamie fox and tiana paris their performances like literally like perfection you know it's perfection i i it's very captivating and this is probably one of like this year's most clever captivating stories for me i seriously loved everything about it like i just could not get enough of it so if you want to watch something that's new you know there's some humor in it there's some dark stuff in it it'll have you thinking um this is definitely definitely like a conversation starter because i actually watched this in a group and yeah everybody just could not stop talking about it so yeah i love that i almost watched this yesterday i was looking for something to watch and uh i almost watched this but then i decided because everybody on social media was gushing about twisted metal and i was like i need a comedy that sounds fun so i started that but yeah this now i gotta bump this on the list like bump it up so yeah okay but what about Um, you so do you do you ever shop at diabolique dvd online i do so they are really good about basically having anything that you could possibly want you know gathered together instead of you shopping at like second side and screen back mm-hmm. you could get it all at diabolique and anyways they usually have pretty good sales every once in a while especially the restaurant video like restaurant video uh label releases so i picked this up i have 
I don't think I'd ever seen it I, before. Um, my wow. best friend is a vampire. Yeah, 1987's My Best Friend is a Vampire. They had it on, like, really low sale. So I snatched that up as a blind purchase um, on Blu-ray. And this one is uh, a teenager's best friend delivers groceries to a mansion and is bitten by its vampire mistress. Therefore, he starts turning into a vampire. It is a comedy. And I feel like, was this the same year or maybe the year before as Vamp? Because there's, um, there's a few, yeah, like, the buddy vampire year. comedies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, spoiler alert, I love Vamp more. But this is fun. And the reason why it's fun, and I feel like you can relate to this, but do you ever watch a horror movie and you don't realize until you're watching it that it takes place in your hometown? That's never happened to me. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, I feel like, well, where. I guess New York, maybe. Probably not Florida as much, no. but I feel like they, yeah. <laughs> Okay. <I'm sorry>. Well, <laughs> so, you know, the opening credits are pretty early on, basically at the start of the movie. These teen boys are driving through, and I recognize the skyline. I'm like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. But then they cut, you know. The, it makes you realize movie magic because they're cruising along, and it cuts to the downtown skyline, and I'm recognizing the building, but then it'll cut to the other side of the car, and it's just open grass. And I'm like, where are you filming? Because I should be looking at more city, and I'm mm-hmm. not. And that's just movie magic because then I'm looking at, you know, the, it takes place at Milton High School, which is really Milby High School, which is, oh. you know, closer to 610, you know, closer to LaPorte. That's some serious kind of inside baseball for Houstonians. So sorry. But yeah, it was really cool to see um, a lot of late 80s Houston and. So this kid is becoming a vampire and he doesn't understand it. And this guy shows up and he's trying to show him the ropes of being a vampire. And he tells him to go get blood from Whole Foods from like the butcher. (laughs) And I'm like, that is such a rich vampire thing to do to shop at Whole Foods because teens should be getting their blood from like Walmart. We can't, we can't (laughs) afford that. Uh, I don't even think I can afford it from Whole Foods now, but yeah, it's really cute. It's, it's definitely way more comedy than horror, but, um, it's, it's cute. It's charming. I think I was more taken by like, oh my gosh, I recognize Houston. And (laughs) that's part of why I love like Sugar Hill because that's a Houston movie. I love it because, you know, she's a queen and she has impeccable fashion and, you know, (laughs) Do your revenge, queen. I love that. But yeah, like that. Um, I feel like there's a few other Houston movies. Oh, The Lamp. The Lamp is so wacky, but that was yeah. another one that's a little bit special because, you know, I see my city in that. Cool. So that's what I watched. Um, and then I also, Fantasia is still going. And so I checked out uh, The Sacrifice Game, which will be coming to Shutter later this year. Uh, yeah. No date yet so i'm sure we'll talk about it again once that's out but that is um from director jen waxler who did the ranger she co-wrote that with her husband sean redlitz which i think is adorable and this is a very xena movie it is a very xena movie um i thought it was a it's a lot of fun i i feel like this one could be requisite like holiday viewing for me like put that in the rotation but it's basically a couple of students at black veil boarding school for girls um they get left behind for the holiday they're left with a chaperone and the chaperone's boyfriend uh, because they can't go home for the holidays and you know 
murderous cult gang arrives to cult. to <laughs> yes so it's teen horror and it's a home invasion that completely gets flipped on its head it uh I thought I knew where it was going to go based on the premise, and then it takes some surprising turns that I didn't anticipate. But Xena, it was made for you for all of these reasons. But there is a literal Night of the Demons homage that is pure in there. Yeah. Did they make this movie for me? I feel like, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Jen Wexler made it for her teen self, but you are also (laughs) part of that. So teen teen you and teen Jen Wexler would have definitely been BFFs. Maybe you still could be BFFs, but yeah, it's definitely a Xena movie. And I thought it was, I thought it was really sweet, really fun and had a lot of uh, surprising turns. I wasn't anticipating. So it's not, it's not as familiar as I thought it would be. And it was a blast. So, yeah, um, before we move on, what did we watch last re- slash read and mm-hmm. where? Sure. So uh, I read The Exorcist House. You can buy that on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. And then also um, I checked out They Cloned Tyrone on Netflix. I watched My Best Friend is a Vampire. I got it on Blu-ray and Sacrifice Game on at Fantasia, but it will be out on Shudder later this year. I'm going to have to corral my cat in a second. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And no homework for John because he's not here to take assignments, yeah. but he's here in spirit because I said so. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Enough of what we've been watching this week. It's time for the news. Are you tired of my voice yet? No, we love it. (laughs) Uh, So I picked this for you because I have a hunch that you will be going and reporting back on this. Um, But the countdown begins. We're we're about to be, by the time this episode drops, it will be August, which means we are definitely right around the corner from uh, Halloween season, the best time of the year. So the countdown begins for Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando Resort in Universal Studios Hollywood as the destinations have been announced for all of the houses, scare zones, all of that stuff. I won't break down everything because it's a lot but i will run down some of the main highlights uh and that is an exorcist believer house inspired by the new universal pictures film from blumhouse and morgan creek entertainment chucky ultimate kill count based on the popular usa and sci-fi series and universal monsters unmasked inspired by obviously the iconic cinematic monsters from universal um the exorcist believer words the exorcist believer haunted house will unleash an entirely new level of terror to halloween horror nights You'll find out and let me know Ooh, if that's true. I will. In this, yeah, in this new chapter, guests will be transported to a bustling street market in Haiti, where an innocent purchase of a strange folk doll with three eyes leads to the opening of a demonic portal, the awakening of sinister spirits, and the subsequent disappearance of two 12-year-old girls in the U.S. They'll, they're found three days later with no memory of what happened to them, and then they begin exhibiting unsettling behavior, and it becomes clear that only an exorcist can save them. So, yeah, that's going to be ahead of the October 13th uh, movie release. So maybe that will give you some insight to the movie. Okay. Um, I'm really excited. I I might have to figure out a way to go for Chucky Ultimate Kill Count. Uh, The killer doll is the star of his own haunted house. Because I feel like, how many years have you been going? Um, This will be my third year. Third year? 
Yeah. Because I feel like he's always a presence, right? In some way. In some like ways. Hosting. He's always there somehow. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Now he gets his own house finally. That's it's so his cool. first time getting a house. So he's been mired in the agony of disrespect he feels from his peers and not being taken seriously. Thus, he begins his quest to turn his haunted house into a living slaughterhouse by killing every person who enters. Whoa. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get the synopsis for the universal monsters unmasked but they usually just do a really good job of like yeah. mashing them together into they this do. gorgeous setting so yeah did you, did you look over to I see what's coming um, and make your plans not not yet i plan to do that this week it's yeah gearing up for a spooky season jesus it's it's upon us <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Uh, and that feels like a good transition to be like, no one will save you. That's our next movie. Uh, <laughs> writer director Brian Duffield had a really busy 2020. He wrote Underwater, which we love. He wrote mm -hmm. Love and Monsters, which we also love. And then he wrote and directed Spontaneous, which we love. And that, that gets us all in the feels. And then earlier this year, Duffield delivered animated series Skull Island for Netflix. So he's been very busy in the monster realm. Wow. And up next from him is a new movie titled No One Will Save You. This one stars Caitlin Deaver. The sci-fi psychological thriller begins streaming on uh, Hulu on September 22nd. And he, he tweeted as kind of like a preface, which I thought was funny. Uh, if you wanted a movie where a bunch of greys try to abduct Caitlin Deaver and she keeps being like, no, thank you. We made that movie. <laughs> so I, I kind of feel like the actual synopsis um, gives you more intel, but it's not nearly as cute as that. Yet No One Will Save You introduces Bryn Adams, a creative and talented young woman who's been alienated from her community. Lonely but ever hopeful, Bryn finds solace within the walls of uh, the home where she grew up until she's awakened one night by strange noises from decidedly unearthly intruders. Mm. What follows is an action-packed face-off between Bryn and a host of extraterrestrial beings who threaten her future while forcing her to deal with her past. So, yeah. Are you a fan of home, inv uh, home invasion, of alien invasion or alien I abduction? Am, what is been, it? I've been trying to dive into it more, and I'm just completely sold on it. Yeah. What, yeah. Are the, what are the odds that this was in the works and then it's like, P.S. Aliens are real. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he knew. He knew. Duffield knows monsters. Um, so, yeah. And then I saved probably the buzziest headline for last. Um, where jo Man, I wonder if John, John's going to have to to answer for a lot when he gets back. Was mm -hmm. he at the panel for this? Inquiring minds want to know. But uh, the official trailer for Saw X, Saw 10, Socks? Socks. Say it Socks. <laughs> it debuted during a panel on Saturday at Midsummer Scream um, and then made its way online soon after. Saw 10, because I can't say Saw X without thinking Socks. It's going to be the longest movie in the franchise, which means that it's longer than the one hour, 48 minute runtime of Saw 3. That's some trivia for you. Um, it was made clear during the event that this is very much Jigsaw's movie. John is the protagonist in this movie. This is John Kramer's story as a human, producer Oren Coles noted. Um, set between the events of Saw 1 and 2, that's, I think it's Saw th 2 and 3. 
Mm-hmm. that it's set between yeah. yeah a sick and desperate john travels to mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure for his cancer only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable uh-huh. the infamous killer returns to his work turning the tables on the con artists in his signature visceral way through devious deranged and ingenious traps uh lionsgate's gonna unleash saw 10 in theaters on september 29th this got bumped up a little bit from its october release date I avoided mentioning certain things in the trailer. I know you are very, I don't want to watch trailers and I'm sure you are hardly alone. Um, But I am very excited by what I saw. It does look very much like a return to those earlier Saw movies. And then I don't know, did you keep up with any like midsummer happenings over the weekend? I did. And I was so jealous that people were able to see like, I mean, I would have watched it then if I was there, you know, (laughs) obviously. But um, I did see some screenshots uh, from the trailer Okay. I don't know if I should say it because that might be a spoiler. I kind of avoid because there, there's some okay. some return but it, appearances. But yeah, I was curious if looks, you saw pictures. It looks good. It, looks it does. Really it good. does. Yeah. It does. And did you see, because they had um, a whole display, I guess, the whole weekend bef- before and after the yes. panel of, of a trap that looks pretty gnarly. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. <gasps> uh, all right, listeners, your turn. What kind of traps are you hoping for is it pronounced saw x saw 10 or socks 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 so yeah you can call text uh or email us um the number is in the show notes but it's also 224-475-1040 you can email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail send us the cues and finally, Zeta's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's been or what will be appearing soon and what we should watch. Well, sure. Yeah, we have a pretty packed week. Um, so first up, this by the time this episode comes out, this will be out already. This is coming on Screenbox tomorrow, August 1st. Ghastly Brothers. This one is described as Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters meets Beetlejuice. In this horror comedy, Lilith is sent to boarding school where she meets the Ghastly Brothers, a pair of strange ghost hunters. Together, they need to rid the school of demons who have made it their home. Doesn't that sound so cute? It like, does sound cute. Yeah. What a cute name, too. The Ghastly Brothers. Yeah. And then on Thursday, um, the 3rd, we have ZOM 100, Bucket List of Dead. This will be available on Netflix. Billy by his boss worked around the clock. He's nothing more than a corporate drone. All it takes is a zombie outbreak for him to finally feel alive. I, I can relate in some way. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably die, but okay. Um, and then <laughs> on August 4th, on Friday, we have Meg 2, The Trench. It'll be hitting theaters. Um, so in this one, a research team encounters multiple threats while exploring the depths of the ocean, including a malicious mining operation. We also have Till Death Do Us Part. Um, this one will also be available in theaters after bailing on her wedding a former bride-to-be must fight off her ex-groom and seven angry killer killer groomsmen in order to survive the night that sounds pretty awesome wow then also on friday we have ear of the witch uh this will be on vod an underprivileged seamstress haunted by her past seeks love and acceptance in a high society but is faced with the curse from her evil roots and then on Tuesday the 8th, um, Zombie Verse Season 1 will be available on Netflix. This, this seems so cool! Okay, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> then 
Seoul, Korea, where a, where a zombie virus outbreak has run amok, who will outwit the undead in the face of challenging quests and come out alive? So this is a reality series, and we're going to be able to check it out. I'm so excited. Would, okay. would you want to be a contestant? If it was a I fake would... zombie uh, apocalypse <laughs> or invasion, would, would that be less stressful? No, but I would still love to be a contestant. Like, I was that kid that was afraid of tag. I was stressed, you know, on the playground, you know? So, but yeah, I would rather be it, try to catch people. But, um, you you would be a zombie then. I would want to be a zombie. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, you know, but this seems like it's going to be a blast. And then also we have The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. If you loved it, you'll be able to own it on DVD. The Passenger will be available on VOD. Randy is perfectly content to fade into the background, but when one of his co-workers go on a sudden and violent rampage, he must face his fears and confront his troubled past. Summoning the Spirit will also be on VOD. Someone described this one as a Midsummer meets Bigfoot. True. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so Carla and Dean, as they they decide to escape the hustle of the big city, purchasing a home in a remote forest. They have big plans for their new quiet life, only to find something much more sinister that involves, duh, Bigfoot and a cult. Then we have Mm. Wolf Hollow. This will be available on VOD. A group of filmmakers on a location scout stumbles across a den of werewolves. And finally, we have The Thing Behind the Door. This is another one that will be on VOD. A young woman is haunted by the death of her husband. Unable to accept the tragic loss, she turns to black magic in hopes of bringing him back to life. And of course, you know, Bloody Ski, Bloody Ski Steen. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> this is what happens when I'm like, socks. <laughs> oh my God. Bloody Disgusting TV is available. And also Screenbox, but you can call it Bloody Disgusting if you want to. Bloody Disgusting. That's adorable. <laughs> but you have to say it like that. Disgusting. <laughs> that's so funny. And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. You can read, obviously, my stuff over at bloodydisgusting.com or follow me on Twitter at Haunted Meg. Zeta can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and YouTube channel of the same name or at Lovely Zena on Twitter. Um, or, you know, which I'll plug in just a minute, but if you're not following uh, Bloody Disgusting on TikTok to see more awesome Xena content, do that. Um, John is not here, but... You can hear him on his weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. See, we still plug yourself, horror Always. <laughs> don't forget, don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Be Disgusting Pod or drop us an email at Be Disgusting Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out all things bloody disgusting on tiktok at be disgusting see will replug it to make sure you guys get on that um so yeah for this week i'm megan i'm xena hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Thank you for coming to our coming. We would attend. Thank you for listening to our, our first ladies' night. I feel like this was, wasn't it? 
It wasn't long enough. We need more questions. I mean, John, we can stay away. If you want. I mean, I can tell you about <laughs> some other stuff that I watched. <laughs> I guess uh, you'll have to tune in next week. So in the meantime, grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.